Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hill 70 Quantock Ranch, the place that you want to be to buy your bulls in 2020. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, the railways will not be penalized because grain movement income was below the maximum allowed by the Canada Transportation Act in the crop year ending last August 1st. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Partly cloudy skies. Wind southwest 20. The high minus 1. 30% chance of flurries overnight. The low minus 6. Wednesday, New Year's Day, mainly cloudy with 60% chance of flurries, winds up to 15 kilometers an hour. The high minus 2 tomorrow, wind chill minus 10 tomorrow morning and minus 4 in the afternoon, the low minus 5. Thursday, periods of snow with a high minus 3, the low minus 8. Friday, cloudy, the high minus 5, the low minus 10. Saturday, cloudy, the high plus 1, the low minus 12. Sunday, sunny, the high minus 9, the low minus 13. Monday, sunny, the high near minus 8. Normal high is minus 11, the normal low for this date, minus 23. The sun rose at 8.59 this morning. It sets at 5.04 tonight. And uh, the hot spot right now is Maple Creek at plus 5 degrees in the southwest corner. The cold spot up north, Uranium City, minus 16. Estevan, minus 6. Saskatoon, minus 9. Swift Current, plus 1. Weyburn, minus 4. Yorkton is minus 7. In Regina, with cloudy skies, it's minus 3. That's 26 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southwest at 13, giving a wind chill right now of minus 8. Humidity is 90%. Thermometer dropping 100.5. Cloudy and Moose Jaw, plus 1. Winds are from the west at 36, gusting to 44. Once again, Regina, cloudy, minus 3. That's 26 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best, online at mcdougallauction.com. The two major railways will not face penalties for excess income from grain movement in the crop year ending last August 1st. The Canadian Transportation Agency has ruled that CN Rail and CP Rail received grain rate income well below the maximum revenue entitlement. CN Rail was $371,000 below its maximum revenue entitlement of $933 million, and CP Rail was $764,000 below its maximum revenue entitlement of $863 million. The two railways moved over 46 million tons of grain in the last crop year, 13.4% more than the volume moved during the previous crop year. The maximum revenue entitlement is based on a formula in the Canada Transportation Act. In previous years, when the railways had excess income, the excess funds plus penalty is paid to the Western Grains Research Foundation, a farmer-directed organization set up to fund research to benefit prairie farmers. The chair of the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association describes 2019 as a very difficult year for prairie farmers. 
Jim Wickett of Rosetown says there was extreme weather for much of the growing season. Well, this is a very trying year, I think, in, uh, for a number of things. We've, you know, we had drought conditions in spots. Uh, then we flipped uh, in certain spots from a drought to too wet. Then harvest came along and harvest was delayed because of the drought and then and, you know, the lateness of some of the spring, early summer rains that came pushed harvest back and then uh, we ran into all the harvest difficulties. So this is, you know, if you're you're talking to your grandfather or your dad, whichever, and and he sits back and, and talks about, you know, in this country, I think it's 63 and 54 were the two bad years. Uh, I think now that the guys that are farming be able to put 2019 in that category of one of the ones that you remember but you'd like to forget. What about markets and prices? Well, markets and prices, boy, they're sure uh, soft. It doesn't really matter where. I mean, the China issue really reared its ugly head in a number of cases. And, you know, the influence it has is other buyers know that, you know, Canada is in a bit of a distress situation and and needs to move product. And so they start lowballing prices on, the, on that front. And, you know, we have tariffs on the pulses huge tariffs going into india which is the world's largest consumer of pulses so we have those issues the saudi arabia issue is still there so um, a number of small but still significant wheat issues with either a weed seed or something and and we you know we're just not seeing the federal government really step to the plate and, and take these uh issues head on i mean a bunch of them have been caused by them and and uh, they seem to be in denial about that. And, and then when there is an issue that they should be dealing with, you know, like the uh, weed seed issue with Peru or something like that, they don't seem to be uh, jumping on board. And, you know, it's fairly significant. That's a million tons of grain. So, you know, we really wish that we could get a government, I guess, as from the egg sector, we, we wish we'd have a government that would have our back. They seem to, fair enough, have the supply management back. They've had you know, some trade agreements that go through where they had to give up some of those, and rightly so. They, they paid those supply management guys out for their loss of market, but they've had some issues of their own that they've caused, and uh, for the greens and export side of things, and they certainly have not uh, stepped to the plate to uh, back that up. Jim, now let's look at 2020. Are you optimistic or, or pessimistic about the future? Oh boy, almost neutral, a little bit optimistic. I think in uh, in the Rosetown area, I think we have a bit more moisture in the soil. Um, we had you know some rains and snows in the fall, and and cautiously optimistic that wise. Pricing, boy, that's that's a big question because the world has just really gone into a very protectionist state. I mean, it's not just one or two countries, but it's a lot of them. And uh, it worries me. I mean, I started farming in the 80s when that was big and then the Canadian government kind of left us as farmers to uh, compete against the U.S. and European treasuries back then. And it wasn't a whole lot of fun for for a few years there to try to move product or even get, I can remember taking the $1.85 for some Durham one year. Uh, I think it was a three amber Durham and and got a dollar eighty-five for it, and that just didn't pay bills. And five and six-dollar wheat that we're getting right now versus the cost of equipment and the cost of chemical and that from the '80s, uh, 
we're pretty much right there right now. So we optimistically, I'd like to see and think that things are going to come, but uh, realistically, boy, I think we're we're going to have to uh, rely on a production issue somewhere else in the world because a bit of a demand, and then I think we can capitalize on that. Jim Wickett is the chair of the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association. Hello, folks. Bill Creech here with Hill 70 Quantock Ranch Barn Burning Bull Sale. We're at Lloydminster, Alberta, and this is our 50th annual bull sale. It's February 1, 2020, right at the ranch. We'll sell 400 bulls, red and black Angus, horned and polled Herefords, Charlays, red and black Sim Angus bulls, and Galvey balancers. 75% of these bulls are two-year-olds. They're held over. They're not leftovers, plus bred and open commercial females. We'll see you at our 50th annual bull sale. Remember to call us, 800-665-SALE. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And the REMAX Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. The Federal Competition Bureau is challenging PNH's recent acquisition of a grain elevator in Verdon, Manitoba from Louis Dreyfus Company. The Bureau has filed an application with the Competition Tribunal for an order requiring PNH sell either its own elevator in Mooseman, Saskatchewan, or its newly acquired elevator in Verdon. The two communities are about 70 kilometers apart. The Competition Bureau says the two elevators were close competitors due to their proximity and the challenge is being launched to protect competition for farmers. In a news release, the Competition Bureau says the two elevators closely monitored each other's wheat and canola prices and responded to competitive activity from each other by offering farmers better prices. The acquisition eliminates the rivalry and the Federal Bureau says farmers deserve competition to protect their bottom line. A man is in hospital after he got caught in machinery while loading grain into a rail car in Regina yesterday. It took emergency crews about 45 minutes to free the man from the equipment. He's being treated for what officials describe as serious leg injuries. A spokesman for CN says the worker was an employee of a company that uses CN facilities to load products into rail cars. Saskatchewan Pulse Growers faced a challenging year in 2019. Pulse Grower's outgoing director and a past president, Lee Motes of Ryston, says the weather was extremely unpredictable this growing season. The year was like, like many years, you know, it had its own flavor. We on our own farm were very concerned early on in the season. We were, uh, you know, taking steps to respond to what we anticipated would be a very low yield. We had no rainfall in, no appreciable rainfall in April, no rainfall in May, and it wasn't until well into June Farm Progress Show Week, I think, was the first rainfall that we got, and and we were quite certain that our yields would be dramatically reduced. As it turned out, rains came, and the growing season lasted a long time. First frost was very late in the year, and it turned out much better than than many of us were afraid of, and that that was certainly true right across, I think, the the area that had been severely droughted. And and, and then, of course, the the year switched around. All the rain that we should have gotten in May and June and April seemed to come in in August and September and October. So we had a very difficult harvest period. So lots of emotional swings, but in the end, I think the crop yield was better than we had anticipated. And uh, of course, the harvest is still ongoing. So there's many people in the province that are struggling to, uh, or were struggling to get the crop off. And now now we're in the position of waiting till spring, which is a very uncomfortable position to be in. Do you think many will be able to get any off this winter or will it all be in the spring? 
Yeah, good question. Uh, you know, so much weather dependent. Uh, every once in a while, you see a combine out trying to do some standing canola, and you know, there's there's it's possible that some you know combining will continue, but I think most of it, especially anything that's in the swaths, is out there till spring. What about prices and markets this past year for pulse crops? Yeah, they, they, uh, I guess the good news has been on the lentil side that some of the market prices have increased. When you look at it percentage-wise, have, have increased quite substantively. We're kind of in the 20 cent plus range for good quality lentils of all colors and sizes, it seems like, or, or close to that. And so that's a good sign. It's still you know, pales in comparison to some of the very buoyant prices that we had a number of of years ago. On the pea front, you know, yellow peas had been uh, creeping up. Green peas, because there's a bit of a shortage, have have a very good price associated with them. Yellow peas now with the India situation might be coming back down uh, uh, somewhat. And the chickpea market, well, there's a big supply of chickpeas and that has uh, in the world and that, that has led to some prices that are considerably reduced from from what we enjoyed just a short time ago. Now, Lee, pull out your crystal ball and give me an estimate or thoughts on 2020. What's it going to be like? Yeah, you know, a good question. Of course, we can't predict the weather. For many of us on our farm, we're pretty buoyant. Our our soil moisture going into the the fall and winter period seemed quite good. And uh, which, which, you know, bodes well for planting in the spring. As far as crop choices go, good question. If the pea uh, price on yellow pea stays stays lower we may see people who are interested in uh, growing more green peas and yellow peas so we may see some acreage shifts there the lentil price of all all shapes and and or all sizes and colors are you know they're not i think they're going to lead to more of a status quo situation than a than a big change in in acreage and you know with the canola market the way it is you know that may lead to a few less canola acres some analysts are, are saying i know on our own farm yeah, we're not going to really switch t- too many things around. We'll probably grow some more, uh, have some different cereal crops than we have been growing, but mostly the same because there's just not a, a big pull in the market to get us to switch to something else, I don't think. But some farmers will be harvesting and seeding the same time. Yeah, you know, that's got to be a big stress. I've never had that happen on, on my own farm, thankfully. But if, you, if you've got to get stuff combined right at, at seeding time, that's a big issue and will add to the stress level. And, you know, maybe a challenging thing if you have to harvest stuff before you seed it, maybe that impacts seeding date and, and that sort of thing as well. So who knows what the spring is going to bring, but it'll be an even busier time for those farmers who, who didn't get the crop all off last fall. Lee Motes farms at Ryston, about 30 miles southeast of Regina. He's an outgoing director with the Saskatchewan Pulse Growers Association, as well as past president of the Pulse Growers and Pulse Canada. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra's prices for canola fell $4 at 428.88. Oats gained 95 cents at 193.89. Number 1 red spring wheat went up 80 cents at 226.19. The rest were unchanged. Durham 266.39. Feed barley 157.68, flax 521.35, lentils 419.50, yellow peas 244.89, feed wheat 156.83. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, March wheat is up two cents at five dollars fifty-nine cents a bushel. 
The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of December 31st. There hasn't been any cattle sales in the last 10 days, so there isn't much to report on, but I could give you a bit of an overview of what is to come. We think the market is going to be a little stronger when we do get going in the new year because there won't be near as many cattle on the market, which includes cows and yearlings. Our next regular sale is January 8th, and our next pre-sort is on January 20th. Thank you for all your business in 2019, and we look forward to seeing you in 2020. Happy New Year's from everyone at the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 9,300 hogs Monday, selling in a range of 117 to 143 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 5,600 head, selling in a range of 119 to 143 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is up and forward contract prices opened lower this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar was up 10 basis points with the daily exchange rate 1.3059. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 77.08 cents U.S. U.S. regional cash markets finally recovered to over $50 U.S. 100 weight after trading below this benchmark level for the last three months. Packers have benefited hugely over this time frame as carcass cutout values have spent very little time below $80 U.S. 100 weight, representing exceptional profitability. The start of a new year should see a moderation of this trend with hog inventory expected to shrink over the next five months. Well, packers have strong incentives to find ways to increase processing capacity in order to sell more pork abroad. The differences in the hog markets in North America and Asia could not be more stark, with hog supplies heavy and cash prices low here at home, but most of Asia experiencing extremely tight supplies and high prices. The Chinese have been dropping import tariffs on all countries in order to improve their domestic situation, and it's possible the U.S. is only weeks away from seeing their punitive tariffs eliminated. There's good reason for optimism in hog markets for 2020, but if 2019 has taught us anything, it's that our industry has an abundance of risk, whether political or biological, and we need to be prepared to take action in order to manage this uncertainty. The outlook today, partly cloudy, wind southwest 20, the high minus 1, 30% chance of flurries overnight, the low minus 6. Tomorrow, New Year's Day, mainly cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, winds up to 15 kilometers an hour, the high minus 2, the low minus 5. Regina, cloudy and minus 3, that's 26 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. Make sure you have the right date marked. It's February 1, 2020. Hill 70 Quantock Ranch, 50th Bull Sale, Lloydminster, Alberta.